Shout out to the God Turk. Supreme Clientele Radio. Ah. Diablo, SR the General. Full blast to beat God. Graph, chant. Yeah, graph, chant. Ah. Graph, chant. Yeah, graph, chant. Ah. Shout out the graph champs. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tune in the graph champs. We appreciate the love and support. For all the graph camps, the most amazing and iconic artists out here smashing it from the train yards to the rooftops to the storefronts, highways catching wreck. As saw the general, he be going crazy, bro, from his Instagram account, Supreme Clientel Radio. Interviewing all the icons, the ones that led the way, salute to all the fallen legends, the ones that set the stage. Ah, moment of silence, let us remember those. Whether they family or they were friend or foe. Ah, pay them a love them, let's show them some respect Major contribution in hip-hop, graph chancer to the death Ready and willing, never scared to fry Never Chancing the odds of getting up, prepared to rise Super talented vandals, never scared to die Let's show them love while they breathing Go ahead and share the life, share the life. So tell a friend to go and tell a friend Interviews are dope from the start up to the end To the end Let's show him love and call it glory time Repost his post on your post Share his post up on your storyline Ah We grab champs We out Yes sir, here we go, here we go Rap champs, we got the legend himself Yo, first, before anything I just want to say how appreciative we are for you to come and chat with us and we already know that you're a goat behind the mic beating shit up you know some of our favorite verses one of the first rappers to drop real bars when it was like all hibbity hobbity and hip-hop we know all of that but we came to to pay respects to your hand game you heard to your street to your street legacy so um, we just want to thank Master Ace for coming. Yo, salute, my guy. Salute, Master Ace. What's going on, man? What's going on? Like I said, we, yo, we appreciate you, yo, the streets, because at, at the end of my show, I always ask, yo, who y'all want to see next? And and it's a lot of Bronx. Bronx dominates this show, really, because a lot of Bronx, you know, it's a lot of legendary shit that came from the Bronx and shit. So your name, regardless, is they just keep throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. And I, I just remember when I was young, too, it, 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 it's so crazy to have you here in front of me because we hit, yo, I was out in like 15 years old, me and my man, we went bombing in Brooklyn on like 4th Avenue somewhere and it was like a whole pool right under the BQE bro and Ace you had the big throwy the ASE throwy you was with Louie and I believe I, I think it was Tyke I'm, I'm not sure but it was you yeah. and Louie yo and I, I ran with Lou Tyke and um and um Trav Trav Ooh, oh my God, that, that's a squad right there. All right, so listen, this is how we do it in graph chance. We, we go from the beginning of the story. So Ace, what got you into graffiti? How did you get into it? This is actual fact. I was a, I was a junior in high school. I was 11th grade. And the Star Wars documentary came on Channel 13. And it changed my... It changed my perspective on so many things because graph was always around me, but I never paid attention to it. Like it was kind of just in the background. Like trains would go by, 
And after I saw Star Wars, all of a sudden, I, it, it just opened up this whole new world. Now I'm reading every name that goes by on every train. I'm inside the train in the car, reading all the tags and trying to make out different names and seeing which names that I see the most. Um, I actually had a little uh, in my in my notebook, my school book. I started writing down. I had like a long list on the back cover and the, and the, the front cover and the back cover inside. I wrote down every name that I saw either inside or outside the train. I have a, it was just all like lines, 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 a list, all the names that I saw, but it just affected me in, 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 in such a way that I was like, yo, I, I want to be a part of this. I want to try this. I want to see if I can create something colorful and, 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 and dope and put my name up big. And so, you know, I mean, really Star Wars taught you, how to be a great grandfather. It, it, it explained that you had to go rack paint, which I never thought thought of, but I was like, okay. So there was a store in, in East New York, Brooklyn, um, right, right near my, my DJ at the time, steady pace. He lived, he lived in, um, Linden Plaza, which is right across the street from this, this big store called TSS, Times Square stores. TSS. Wow. Just so the first time that I ever racked up paint was at, at, at TSS. Um, and we took those first few cans. We didn't know what we were doing. We, we didn't have any kind of style. We were just like trying to figure it out. And, you know, we just started going around the neighborhood, just doing tags and, and, and just, just learning it. But just being a part of the, of the culture. We didn't know we were being a part of the culture, but that's what we were doing. So, so while wow, you said TSS, that brings back crazy memories. TSS, bro, we used to rap there too. Um, oh, all of that shit. But all right, so, so how did you get your name from the beginning? It was Ace, or how, how my, did that end up? My very first graph name was was you're gonna laugh. It was it was Klein, C L E I N. Um, yeah. and I, I don't even know why I picked those 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 letters. I thought those would be easy letters to do, so I started in my little piece book. I started making my first little pieces in my piece book, and those letters, all those letters, seemed fairly easy for me to do. So I started writing clients. So around the my building where I grew up, I grew up in Brownsville, Howard houses. And around my building in the hallways and on the elevators, I was writing Klein, writing Klein. And so the first few guys that I met in Brownsville that were graphite uh, uh, writers, this is before anybody knew I rapped or anything. They were calling me Klein. You're Klein, you know. And, and so it's funny because my uncle, my, my uncle was, was he, he, he tried to snitch on me. He tried to snitch on me to my mom's. Like, yo, I think your son is writing, writing on these elevators in the building. And she was like, what? And she, she asked him, I was like, nah, I ain't doing that. He's like, hey, he the only kid in this whole building that'll be writing a name, they'll pick a Jewish name like Klein to write. I'm like, wow, wow. It was just, <laughs> he, he just assumed that it was me because of such a weird name. Um, and so I was like, immediately I stopped writing Klein because now they on my trail. So I don't, because I had it like in my, in my school books and stuff. I had to start throwing, throwing pages out and all that. And so then um, the rap, the music thing started started happening kind of at the same time now um that same year was when i when i uh my junior year i had already met marley mall i was working on demos at his crib and so i was in college at the same time and so because i was away at college um and i knew that i wasn't going to be writing graph on the campus because i was i was in rhode island 
I was, it was me and one other kid from Brooklyn. So I, I mean, you know, I knew that if I if I tried to write up there, I was going to immediately get caught. So I didn't even attempt graph. So I kind of I kind of stepped away from it up at that point. Like I I chilled on it. Like I would just do it. I I, I definitely doodled it in my books, and, and you know, I would put little pieces and hang them up in my in my dorm room. But I wasn't bombing at all, and I didn't. I didn't really start. I, I did leave out a story. So me and Steady Pace, those paints that we stole from TSS, like I said, we were going around the neighborhood just like you know f- trying to figure out what we were doing, and we were we were on um we were on uh, East New York Avenue in, in um in in Brooklyn Brownsville. This 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 un, unmarked car rose up on us, rose up on the sidewalk, boom, and like almost hit us, and. It was two detectives. They got out the car. They caught us red handed, like we was literally with our backs turned, right on the on the store gate, and they pulled right up on us. Someone hit us. So you know, couple couple uh, tough guys got out the car, took the paint from us. We are doing, you know, and like yo, you know, we didn't know what to say, and they was like, hold your hands out. They made us hold our hands out like this, and they sprayed our hands with white, with gloss white spray paint. They sprayed the palms of our hands, completely covered our palms of our hands with, with, with spray paint. And sprayed it like my hat, my clothes. Yo, and I get the fuck out of here. And that was the day that Steady, Steady was like, I'm done with this. I'm not doing this ever again. I'm not, I don't write, I don't write no more. He gave up that day. I was like, man, I don't know. I mean, I was definitely shook because I had to go home. And and go in the and sneak in the house with white with totally white palms, sneak in the house, go in the bathroom for like an hour with you know soap, water, washcloth. It took mad long to get that paint. It never really, you know, it took a while to get that paint off my hands. But I had to get it off because my grandmother saw it. I was caught. I was I was. It was nothing I could say. So, but that was that was part of the reason why I kind of fell back. I went to I was in college. I was like, man, you know, um, let me just focus on school. And so it wasn't until it wasn't until '93 when I rediscovered Graph through through Lou Lou 167 from Hard Rocks and Bronx. Um, yes, sir. Yep. Um, Psy, Psy's the other 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 other. Psy, he's in the building watching right now. Yep, trap. And and so I was I was outside of a uh I wanna say it was Salt and Pepper's release party. I think I was outside of Salt and Pepper's release party. We was kind of just my, my second album had come out, my, my video Saturday Night Live was out, um Deep Ass Nigga was out. And I'm sitting on the bench outside, it's like a park right across the street and uh and it was at a Union Square area. And Lou said something to me. I don't know what he, I don't know exactly what he, but somehow the topic came up about graph and he's like, yo, you still used to write a little bit, right? And I was like, yeah, but you know, I said, you know, I can't really, I went to college and kind of fell back. Um, he's like, yo, man, we still be bombing. I said, I said, yeah. I said really? He's like, yo, if you ever want to go with us. I was like, serious? He's like, yeah, any day, let me know. So we exchanged numbers and he, I don't think he thought, I was going to do it, but I was like, yo, after, after this many years of never really getting to really bomb like I wanted to, now I can finally do it with some experienced dudes that 
gonna show me the ropes and I'm not gonna, you know, mess up or do nothing crazy. So I rolled, I started rolling with them. I, I got on the train, went up, met them in the Bronx or whatever. Actually, I was driving, I think, at that time too. But uh, yeah, I started doing, I started bombing with them dudes. We went to, we did, um, we did freight trains in the Bronx. Um, we did the highways in Brooklyn over by the, the Interboro, which is now called the Jackie Robinson. Um, I remember one particular night over there, a uh, police car rolled up and we had to take off running. We was flying, and I I missed. It was a it was a big step, you know, off, off of this wall onto the grass, and I, I I guess I misjudged how far down the step was, and I took a I took a tumble. And, and Lou was like, "You all right? You all right?" I was like, "I'm good." Like I just I rolled and kept moving, boom, boom, boom. But that night after we got away, I was like, "Yo, what am I doing?" Like I got video <laughs> out right now. Like I'm I am really risking it all right now. Um, I got a I, I have a I have a record contract. Like I have a lot. That's going that's on. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you. Did it seem because all right. So now you went to college, you're working, you know, you, you got records out and everything. You meet Louie and you still have it in you to be like, yo, I need to get this shit off my chest. So it had to be like a, like a fucking powerful force to like make you do that when you have yeah. shit going on in your life. I really, I really, I just, because I felt like I didn't really fulfill that, that, that hunger to write. I never, I never really got to do like a, a I never had a time period where I could just go out and, and just express myself with this art and just freely just like paint and see the final result or none of that. And so when I started rolling with Lou and them, um, they, they gave me that, that, they gave me that opportunity to finally, you know, um, get a taste of what that, what that was like. We didn't, we didn't mess with the, I think by then the subway was kind of cleaned off or whatever. Like it wasn't, cause we talking about 93, yeah, the subways wasn't like they had a, they had it all shut down. So I never got to go through the train yards and nothing like that. But um, just, just you know, I, bombing a freight train was that, that was kind of you know it was exciting. But I realized while we were out there, you know, this is dangerous. Like one bad step, you know, one misjudgment, you know, when these freight trains yep. start moving, like you could die out here. So I was definitely aware of my surroundings, and um, but yeah. I, 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 I had to get it off. I had to get it out of my system, and and I feel like ninety three was the year to do that. Yo, I think ninety three is one of the best years of graph periods. It was all the other years. Yeah, it was. Yo, it was like a real good taste of what was to come. So we had like you. You could even see um like Joe Crack tags T S. You know what I mean? Like it's real graffiti, bro. Real fucking graffiti. Um, yes. who did and did you have any type of inspirations even after seeing um Star Wars like around your neighborhood? Like, wow, this nigga used to kill shit. That nigga used to kill shit. So check it out, right? Um, I found out that there were there were some 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 pretty well known Brooklyn graph artists right near where we lived. I lived in Howard Houses. The project's pretty much right across the street on the angle was a housing project called Cephalo Houses. And so I used to be, we used to be in Cephalo a lot because we had a little game room in like 83, 82, 83, we had a game room over there where we used to play music. That's kind of like how the music, you know, we started really, we would DJ in there and rhyme and stuff like that. And people would come in and play play video games. So 
I found out that there was a crew called MOG, Masters of Graffiti, that lived in Cephalo. I wound up meeting a guy named Lou. Um, coincidentally, Louie and Louie, but this is the first Louie. Um, and so Louie was the one who, before Louie 167, Louie was the, was the, was the, the first kind of, kind of, I guess I, I would say mentor, but he didn't show me the ropes or nothing like that. It was just like, he was the first known dude that actually was bombing subways, doing, doing whole car top to bottoms, the whole nine yards, um, him and his crew. Um, he had, uh, he had a, a, a cat named R.E. who was all city, um, by B.I.E. They all from, um, from, from Brooklyn. Um, I remember, oh, Bus, Bus was, was all city as well. But these guys was all city with their tags, this thing, their throw-ups. Um, and so I found out that in, in, in his building in Cephalo Projects, on the top three floors, there was they used to they used to test out their paint and do they would actually go up there and and do pieces in the hallway. So one day, wow. I took the elevator up to the top floor. Me and Steady, I didn't believe it. We opened the door to the we opened the, the the door to the to the to the stairway. When I tell you, there wasn't one piece of paint that that was original. It was all. The ceilings, the, the walls was all completely covered with colorful pieces. It was like walking through a giant um, um, gallery, yo. It was incredible. Like I was like, yo, I, it's so funny because I wish I had a camera back. They had like the disposable cameras, but I wish I had a camera to, you know, the, the feeling that I got when I walked in that in that in that stairwell. And as you as you went down the stairs, it was just different pieces all over the walls, all over the ceilings, just so colorful. I was like, "This is a." I, I was in another world, brother. So we went down like four four flights, fully covered. Then as you got further down, it started to get lighter and lighter, and less less tags, less 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 color. But it was at that moment I was like, "Yo, man, I I, I gotta I gotta get to know these guys." But but them guys, they were they were legit like. Going, going to the, going to the train yards, like doing real pieces, like, and my my apartment building where I lived, I lived on the seventh floor, and right out of my kitchen window, the the L train would go right by, and the L train actually went past Sethlo as well, so they would they would bomb the L train because they could go from their from their roof or from their from their window and watch their pieces, and I remember them doing crazy whole car out the bottoms three four cars in a row and it was just like yo I, I i know them dudes like that was that was cool for me like i know them dudes like um but yeah man that that was in my neighborhood it was it was that crew um it was that crew mog yeah man that that's dope bro because ever since i got into graffiti same thing i i, I wanted to i never got to hit a train like do a filling on a train you know i missed that era i'm too i'm too young for, you know a little too young for and shit but um so hitting the streets it, it, it gave you did you get any type of feedback right away when you started hitting shit with the ase not really man um not really like well I know, I know that there. I know, I know. Coke too, who, who's a who's a, a graph legend. He, uh, he, and a few other Bronx writers. They found out that 
ASC was actually me, and I think they was like, "What?" And so, uh, funny enough, Cope Two, Cope Two actually is in my video. Uh, he did a piece in my video. He not a piece. He did a classic Cope Two throw up in my in my video Saturday Night Live. Which yeah, I, him I, and Rule Rule has a feeling too with him. Oh man, I left our Rule. Yep. I uh, but I I requested that because because Lou Lou Louis knew him and I was like yo, because he was probably his throw up was probably the, the throw up that I saw the most in my during high school like it was it was damn near every car like, and and I remember in high school I I didn't know I didn't know that it was a two at the end I thought it was a Z so I thought his name was Copez because how he did his two, and um he's like nah that's Cope two that's Cope two I was like oh okay okay. And, but uh, yeah, Louis invited him to my to my video for Saturday Night Live, and he did a he did a classic Cope Two throw, which was like a, a big deal. And I got to watch him do it, which was dope too. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling about man's. I we was watching the video and shit the other day. I was like, yo, some with a rule because um, rule he in '93, like I said, that was the year. Rule, Tyke, and Louis they went all city with tags everywhere and fillings and rule. And Cope too. Cope, um, Per, rest in peace, rest in peace to the God Per. Um, that was a beautiful, beautiful year. So, so what happened? You end up bombing just that one year, or, or, or what was the deal? Yeah, it was it was throughout that year. Um, with Lou, with Rule, I, I, my bad for leaving out Rule because it was really Lou and then Rule. Those are the two guys I met that day. I met Sai and Trap later. Uh, but, um. Yeah, they took me. They took me on about three or four bombing missions, um, and and then that night when I, we got chased, when I fell, and I could have really got hurt real bad from that from that fall. Then I started kind of like, yo, I, I'm, I'm I need to chill, like. And then I started hearing about Vandal squads, and I was like, oh, if they if they if they find out that ASE is me, it's gonna be an easy arrest for them. Um, That's so so I just. I just eased back. I I got it out of my system, and no, and no, but then I I I, I, I bombed in, in Cologne, Germany. That was the next place I bombed. I was on tour. I went on tour in two thousand and one, and uh, my guy DJ Schneider, him and a couple of his friends, right, Graf, and they took me out, and we 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 uh we actually bombed, um, and and did a um did a highway a highway bridge out in Cologne, Germany, which was like kind of cool because I hadn't done it for a while. Um, funny, funny story there is a police, a police car came by and we had to run and hide in the bushes. And I had, I had, I had my, I had my spray, I had my, my cans was in my coat. I had a long coat and the cans were inside of my coat pocket. No, no top on it. And I'm crouching down in the bushes, not knowing that the whole time I'm crouching down, the spray, the, the pain is just going, 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 going. Because I'm because pre I'm pressing it down with my body. When the cops finally leave, I look up, and the pain has has it's 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 going through my coat, my shirt, my undershirt, and all over my skin on my stomach. Like it just it, it went through everything, and I felt it was like cold. I was like, oh man, I just that's the kind of stuff. Man. <laughs> And I'm, and this is in Germany, so I'm like, yo, if I I cannot go to jail in Germany, and I'm on tour, <laughs> I'm doing too much. Like I'm doing too much. I'm doing too much right now. This this is this is way too risky. But how how did you actually come up with the ASE though? So the ASE came because I was 
So everybody knew me as Master Ace, A-C-E. And when I, when I started doing production, I started using the name Ace One, A-S-E-O-N-E. Because I didn't, I wanted people to think it was a different person. So a lot of my records you'll see produced by Ace One or co-produced by Ace One. So the, the Ace One came, came from my producer name first. And then I decided to just I started to I decided to start writing that as well. I um how did you get your throw up? That was a nice throwy man. That was a pretty okay. dope throw. It, it was okay, man. I I never really like to me my my hand never really got good like compared to what I what I consider good. Like my throw up was okay. Um, Lou definitely helped me. Like he he mentored me and and, and kind of helped me figure out what, what my letters was going to be and then how to spice it up. He, he taught me how to outdo the outline, all that. Like, like a, I literally had to be taught like a, like a student, a teacher teaching a student. And I just, I just learned it from, from, from listening to him. And then whenever he was doing his, I was watching, I was just watching, just being a student trying to learn. Okay. Okay. That you do the, you do the, the, the 3d at the very end. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Bet, bet, bet. And that, that's, that's how I got it. So, so right, right from the beginning, when you got into it after Star Wars, you started looking at the streets. Did you see like, like street bomber niggas, like Easy and Jaws and Josh Five and niggas like that killing shit? Yeah, there was, there was. So in my neighborhood, it was um a guy named Torch, um the the MOG dudes I mentioned, but there was a few other people too. Um, man, um, what's my man's name? A lot of names, man, just escaping me. But but there was a few dudes in Brownsville that was that was serious writers. That oh, I'm bugging. Um, so, uh, in on the other side of Brownsville, in in um in Marcus Garvey, there was a there was a couple of writers. Um, Thurston Thurston used to write Thurston Howe. Um, there's a dude named Crazy. I think he used to write Crazy too, but he rapped as well. Um, so there's a lot of rappers that also also wrote. Um. But it was a few dudes, man. It was a few dudes in Brownsville that that used to do that thing. In, in your song Saturday Night Live, you say in, in one of the verses you used to hang out in Bushwick uh, on uh, what, were you, what you said, uh, Cornelia and, and and Evergreen, or what was it? Oh, uh, yeah, that was um, Decatur and Evergreen. This, this, Decatur and Evergreen, yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you didn't in Bushwick because that shit is flooded with, with rioters. It, it, it is. I didn't know any of them though. Um, the only reason I was in Bushwick is because Steady, Steady Pace, his grandmother lived in Bushwick, and so he started he started living with her at one point. So they had a game room right next right next door to her house. So we would spend a lot of time in in her in that game room by her house. Um, the first time I ever went out and tried to peace was in Bushwick because there's a there's a there's a um. There's a train tunnel that runs from Brownsville to Bushwick. Um, they actually just shot a. Um, they actually just shot an episode of this TV. This TV series. Um, what the hell is it called? Uh, oh, um, oh my God! About the the rich the rich family and 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 and, and all his his sons and daughters and stuff. Um, can't. Anyway, they just shot they they shot a scene in that in that TV show at this same train tunnel, and when I saw them walking into it, I was like, "Yo, that's the tunnel we went through," because we actually walked through this tunnel from Brownsville all the way through the other side. 
Not even we didn't know where it led, but we didn't care. We just wanted to walk through it and see where where it led, and it ended up in Bushwick. And then we actually did a piece on the other side. We was we was wilding, man. We was out there venturing, and it was dead dogs in the train train tracks. No, it was like oh, that was just fun, man. It was like it was like exploring, man. That's the great part of graffiti. It makes you feel free, yeah. right? Like you, you, you're in places that nobody's gonna be besides of them, of a motherfuckers like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so when you when 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 you met Louis, did did you understand like the 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 height and the weight that his name holds already at that no, time? I had no idea. I had no, no idea. idea. I, I didn't know. No idea. He he. He just said, "Yo, come. You can bond with us if you want to. If you want to try it out, come, 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 home, come run with us." And him and Rule, they invited me, and uh, I went out a couple times, and I started, I started seeing his thoughts everywhere. And I had no idea. I had no idea. Yo, he's such an important part of of Bronx history and just New York graffiti period in in the golden era. Louis One Sixty Seven is really a goat, bro. Um, we interviewed him. He's a he's a supporter of the show. He gave us pins, everything. Louis, yo, he 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 plugged me with Chad. What about Chad? Because Chad said he bombed at you one day. Chad, I think you Chad him. Was and- yep, Chad was there one time too. Yep. Chat. Yeah, so he had a good interview too, bro. Do, uh, do you have a do you have like a, a a favorite a list of 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 any type of favorites like like your favorite throw ups? Wow, definitely Cope too. Um, was one of my favorites. Um, Wayne. Ooh. Wayne was a Wayne was, was he's like a, a one of the king one of the king king dudes to me. Got to meet him. Got to know him. Um. I got like I met Wayne. I met um. There's another dude he used to write with as well. Uh, white dude. I can't think of his name. Um, but when I started to realize that like a lot of the guys didn't get along with each other or didn't like it, and there was no real reason. It was I mean they just didn't like each other, and I was like, damn, like I'm cool with everybody, but they're like, oh, you hanging with him? Oh, nah, 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 nah. You know, and I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all dudes got to knock it off. Like, this should be like a one big, beautiful community. I always just hated the fact that it had to be rivalries when it really wasn't necessary. Yeah, it's the red tape. All the fucking politics is whack, bro. It's just like hip hop. A lot of good things that dope records that could happen don't happen. Yeah. And a lot of fans like me be wondering why the fuck this nigga ain't do a song with this nigga ever. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You are one of the first rappers that was spitting like 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 real shit, like bars, my nigga. How how how, how does it? How, I don't know if I'm one of the first, but. I, I definitely put. I tried to put put my put my my uh, my own fingerprint on it, but it was definitely dudes before me spitting crazy. You was one of the recognized. You know, there's a lot of when when I started promoting the show the last time. Um, so many people DM me and was like, "Yo, ask him about this song. Ask him about this song. He never spoke about that song, like <clears throat> the songs that I never heard of." So I I started going and listening, and shit. When when how how did the the rap thing? How did you meet Marley? I met Marley because um, that same year that we would that we that that, that I saw Star Wars, uh, I uh, no the year before I should say the year before I saw Star Wars, um, I won this rap contest at the skating rink in Queens called United Skates of America, and so first prize was six hours of studio time uh, with with Marley Mall, and so that later that summer, which would have been eighty. 
the summer of the summer of eighty two. No, summer of eighty three. I guess. Um, I met him. We started recording my first couple of um, you know, joints, and that 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 next that next year, I, I graduated high um co- college. Sorry, I'm I'm confusing my years. It was definitely not. It was a uh, summer of '86. My bad. Summer of '86. Um, I was in college already, so I won the contest. Met him that summer '86. Recorded with him that, that whole next year, 87. And then um, I graduated college in 88, and he put me on his album, Volume All in Control, Volume 1. So the whole Juice Crew, the symphony, how, how, how did that come about, getting on the symphony? So the Juice Crew was already a thing before I even met Marley. They were they had, like Juice Crew, All Star, that song they did with, uh, with Shan, Craigie, Glamorous. Um, a few other people were on it. G-Rap, I think, was on it. Um, that song was out before I ever even met Marley, so that that was already established. Um, and so the 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 symphony came about because um, symphony is one of for me. It was one of those right right place, right time situations. Um, I was they were going to Marley's crib to record one more song for his album. It was supposed to be a, a song with G-Rap and Kane going back and forth. I was just so hyped to to hear this song I, that they were gonna create that that I was like I really want to go. Craig Craig G wanted a ride over there because he had negotiated himself to get on the song too. So I was like, Yo, I'll drive you over there. But truthfully, I just wanted to hear this record they was gonna do. When we got over there, you know, he put the beat on. They all started writing or whatever. They, and, and and when it came time to when it came time to go in the booth, he's like, Yo, who gonna who gonna who gonna go in the booth first? And everybody's looking at each other. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. So that's why at the beginning of the song, he says, I don't care who first or who last. Because there was this whole debate about who was going to go in the booth first. So he basically, Marley basically volunteered me. Yo, you got some, you got a, you got a, a verse for this? And I was like, yeah, I got something. And he's like, yo, go in and, um, and, and, and drop something. And I went in and spit, spit one of my memorized verses. And, um, they decided after the after the fact, decided to keep me on the song. Classic, classic verse. He said it And shout out to Craig G. That's my man. I've been fucking with Craig G for years and years and years. My brother, and shit. Yeah. But yo, that, that's crazy. So, what about when the song came out and you heard it? Was you like you was cheesing my heart? How did it feel? Like, I didn't really think they were keeping me on the song though. Like, I it wasn't really. <laughs> It was never established that I was going to be on the song. So when it got played on the radio, it was kind of like, oh, shoot. Oh, he kept me on there. Okay. And, you know, the phone started ringing immediately. I was home with my mom. The phone rang about five, six different people calling. Yo, that's you. That's you. Yo, so I hear I'm listening to it right now. So it was a few of those calls or whatever. But, um, yeah, it was it was a cool experience. Um, I, I probably... Couldn't appreciate it the way I can now, because I was young. I was twenty, whatever I was, twenty two or whatever, twenty three, and um, you know, I was on. I was looking. I was looking for bigger and better. I was trying to do an album and you know go go to the next level. But it was a cool moment, definitely for me. So then after that, but your your what your first solo album came out like ninety, right? Yeah, two years two years later, two years after we did the symphony, my first solo album dropped. 
So how did you feel then, like, that you got your first body of work out? I mean, it was a long time coming. It was, it was, we had been working on that album for a while. Bits um, and pieces of it since, since I first went to his crib. Um, and, 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 and there was, there was, there was a question of whether or not I was even going to get an album at one point. You know what I mean? Um, there was a question as to whether or not I was going to get the album because they didn't, you know, Marley brought me into the fold. Cold Chillin didn't, they weren't really interested. Um, that they looked at me as, oh, that's one, of, that's one of those, that's one of Marley's artists. Um, but then once the symphony dropped and people started to know my name, it was almost like they were kind of forced to do something with me. Otherwise, I was going to go to another label and they were going to get a chance to take advantage of, you know, me establishing myself with this classic record. So they did the right thing. The right, it was the right business move for them to be the ones to put the album out because they would have looked stupid if I went on to another label and, you know, made, made crazy noise over there. They would have been upset. So... But I remember when y'all yo, was young, bro. I don't even know how young I was. But I had the fucking me and the biz, the single cassette. I used to have that shit in my back pocket, son. Me and the biz, yo. Even the so the video and everything. What that shit? Video music box used to play that shit. You know, we used to run home to catch video music box. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Uncle Rob and shit. Yo, uh, what was the thought? Why why did you make the song? That was just to pay homage to, to, to Biz at that nah, time? Nah, that was supposed to be a duet. That was supposed to be a... a you know how Kane had the song Just Rhyming With Biz? Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be one of those. So I wrote I wrote, I wrote, wrote my verses. I wrote Biz's verses because it, it was explained to me that the way... Kane and Biz worked was that Kane would write the rhyme, say it, and then give it to Biz to memorize. So that's what I did. I, I spit my verse. I spit his verses. But when I did his verses, I changed my voice a little bit just so he would know when he stopped rhyming, when I stopped rhyming, when he started rhyming, just so he would know the difference. So I changed my voice. Um, when it came time to record the song, Biz didn't want to come to Marley's studio to record it. They had some kind of issue going on between the two of them. And um, he's like, I'll, I'll do the song, but I'm not coming to Marley's studio to do it. So if you can get the real, bring it to my studio. What we'll, we'll do, we'll do it at my spot. And Marley was like, nah, nah, we're not, ain't no reals leaving here. And so I ended up in the middle. I ended up in the middle, brand new artist. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, cause no problems. I just want to get a record done. Um, and so I was ready to just scratch the record. And Wally's like, no, nah, we're not scratching this. This record is this record is too good. Like, let's keep it. And I'm like, but you know, what are we gonna do? He's like, yo, let's just keep it how it is. Which you, you know, people people gonna think you big. I'm like, I don't know about that. So he, so he basically he basically talked me into it because I mean he had more experience than me. He had been out for he had been out for five years before me or or, or more. He had he had hit records already, produced the bridge and stuff like that. So who am I to tell Marley what the right thing to do is? I'm just trying to like go at the flow. Okay, if you say so, we'll, we'll keep it on the album like that. Little little did I know that Warner Brothers was gonna decide to make that the single. That that was like not. I did not. I was not. With, I was not with that. I did not want. So when you heard the single, the single, you was tight. I, well, first of all, I put my foot down. I was like, no, hell no, that's not the single. The first single is Music Man, and then um. Benny Medina called up and they, they put him on speakerphone and he he said something to the effect of 
Um, if me and the biz ain't the first single, you might you might not get a second single. And so, oh, man. yeah, he he uh he pulled he pulled that card on me. And like I say, I'm a brand new artist. I'm a debut artist. Um, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't in me to tell Warner Brothers, "Fuck y'all, we ain't doing that." Like I, I couldn't. I was like, "Yeah, I I guess that's the single." Then and they they you know they but I the video everything. I I was like deep down. I I was like, "This ain't this ain't this is not representative of." who I am as an artist. This is like some, them trying to cash in on business name and a gimmick, a kind of a gimmick to me. And I was like, I don't want people to view me like that, but they didn't care. That, that That's what shows you about major labels. They don't care how you look in the situation. They just want to make a bunch of money. And in their in their view, if they can make money with this little um, you know novelty record with a book with a biz with a biz impersonation and a puppet in the video, that they were gonna go full steam ahead, regardless of how it affected me as an artist. And so that was a that was a tough time for me, and 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 that's the reason why my second album Slaughterhouse is so hard and so dark because I wanted to be as opposite of that me and the biz record as I could. So I just went. With the super darkest beats I could come up with, and the darkest rhymes, and the hardest production that I could put together, just to just to balance out that one record. Yeah, that that's the live from Saturday Night album, right? The Slaughterhouse Joint. Yep, yep. Yo, so when you was recording with Marley, you was in the bridge. Nah, at that point he had already moved. Um, he had moved out to Spring Valley. Um, I was mo- most of the sessions were up at his new house at Spring Valley. Um and yeah, I didn't I, I when I when I when I first went to his for the for the, the first demo session, that was in the bridge. That was in the bridge. Did you ever did you ever run into like like any like 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 Nas or anybody like that? Not not Nas is probably like twelve years old or something. He was a little kid at that. <laughs> but I did meet but I but I, but I did meet G Rap. I met G Rap the day the day that Polo bought G Rap to Molly's crib. I was there. And I don't even know if they remember this because I wasn't I wasn't anybody. So they might not have even been aware of who who was there. But I was literally there to it was my second session with Marley. And I knew I knew Polo's name because he had a song out with this other rapper named um MC Frost. And it was it was, it was a nice record. He used to get a lot of spins on, on um on Kiss and stuff like that. So Polo shows up and he's like, yo, Marley. Uh, Frost is in jail, but I'm, I, I, I bought I bought my new rapper. His name Cool G. That's how I introduced him. His name is Cool G. And I remember G Rap had on the um, he had on one of the Hawaiian short sets. I don't know if y'all remember. Y'all might be too young. The Hawaiian short sets though, the cotton joints. We always used to wear them in, the, in, in in them days. We talking about eighty. This probably eighty nine. No, eighty seven. Eighty seven. And uh. I just remember him having, and, and that and that day while I was there, they recorded it's a demo. I watched them record it's a demo, and um, it's I, a demo. I, it was weird though. It was a weird song to me because it was like people wasn't really sampling like that yet. Wally was already Wally was a little bit ahead of ahead of his time with the sampling, and he sampled that that James Brown, and I remember going like, I don't know if I like this. Like this beat, I don't like this beat, but. Uh, what a year later, that drum was, was was getting played on BLS Kiss, and then, like, oh, that's the song they did that day. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yo, this sound dope now. Like, you know what I mean? 
at the time I didn't I didn't get it, but a year later I got it. What what about Kane? You never you never you never like um was in a cipher with Kane? No, no, not never. We were never. In a, I don't think we we're ever in a cipher, but you know the the day that the day that we recorded the symphony was the first day that I met Kane. That day, I had never met him before, um, and uh, I hear I hear from um, in, interviews that he's done recently that him and G Rap were kind of in the corner complaining that Marley was 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 putting this new guy on the song with them. And um, they were they were calling me glasses. Um, Kane came, you know, when when Molly told me to go in the booth and spit a verse, Kane said him him and G rappers in the corner, like yo, I don't know about this. We putting he putting he trying he trying to put glasses on the song. And uh, they's like, yo, I tell you what, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. Because they was like, we we we're not doing the record. If he putting him on it, we're not doing the record. So it's like, yo, let's just say we go into the pizza shop and then just don't come back. And G Rap was like, all right, bet. So that was the plan. They had a plan and everything. They was gonna leave and not come back. Because because Marley put me on the book on the song. Now I don't know what happened. I think what happened was I did my first take before they left. And they heard my verse. And then they and then they had another meeting. Yo, yo, I think glasses is glasses is kind of dope. Yo, I can't front. Glasses I Yo, keep glasses. But but how about I didn't hear none of this until like two three years ago? I never knew what? none of this. What? I never knew none of this was happening behind the scenes. Who told you? How did you find out? They were Kane, talking about it. Kane did an interview. Kane did an interview about it. And he t he told he told the whole story. I was like, wow, well, I, I had no idea. That's funny. That's hilarious, yo. That's crazy, yo. Shout out to the fucking legendary juice, Trudeau. But you see, that's that's crazy because from the outside in, they just look like they see the video. All right, so what about when the video came along? Everybody was everybody cool by then? Yeah, everybody was cool by then. I mean, we're still getting to know each other, but everybody was cool. We was definitely on the bus, cracking a bunch of jokes, and everybody was snapping on each other. And it was it was a it was a nice nice ride up on the bus. That, so when you saw the video for the first time, you saw the official video. Where 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 did it get played at? That's a good question. I don't know who debuted that video. It wasn't that many video shows out at the time. It was. It had to be. It had to be Ralph McDaniel's video music box. It had to be. I so the first time you seen it, the, you remember the first time you saw it? Was you happy? Was you wilding? No, I mean I was happy with the final product. Um, I had seen it, but I had seen like before it aired. I I saw it like at the label or whatever, so I knew how it looked before it, before the world saw it. I had seen it, um, but that mo that that moment when when I walked in the in the in the, in the saloon in the bar with and my name came across the screen, that was the that was the moment that kind of changed everything for for me. That that moment right there, that 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 sort of pushed me into this life of being an artist that has now lasted 20, 25, more than that, almost 30 years. That's a legendary. That's a fact. A legendary artist. Don't leave out legendary. That's a fact, bro. So everything you touch, like you do it on a level that, that is like it stamps it on some New York hip hop shit. That's a fact, bro. So, so what about, um, you, you, and you never did canvases like the ACE canvases. Nah, I never, I never was that artistic. But 
Um, I did. I did commission um, a graph artist to do one of my my album covers. Um, I I dropped the album in, in 20, 2016 called "The Falling Season," and um, a graph writer that I met from the United Kingdom, from the UK, by the name of Temper, who's a who's just an amazing artist. Period. Graph, yes, but artist. Period. He actually painted it on a. He did it on a. He did it on a canvas. Um, so if you go and see that album cover, it's me in the cap and gown with the with the bus behind me. I literally through through email and conversations explained to him what I wanted the cover to look like. I sent him the photo of me graduating from junior high school with the cap and gown. I sent him a picture of how the old buses used to look in New York City, and he took all of those images and he created this cover which was the backdrop for this particular album. Um, and I think the dopest part of the whole thing is that he gave me the original, um, the original oil painting that he did. He, he gifted that to me, which is something he didn't have to do. You know what I mean? He had already given me the digital image for the album cover, but then he's like, yo, I want you to have it. So I have that in my, I have that in, among my, pieces of art that people have given me over the years. He's one of the that's one of the probably the most prized prized possessions of, of, of art that I have, that album cover. Nice, nice. So do you have a do you have anything from Cope or Scene? Nah, Scene was the other oh, I couldn't think of his name. Wayne and Scene. They 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 used to run together. Yep. Um nah, I don't have anything from them. I don't have anything from them. You gotta you gotta do you do you doodle? You you be come on, yo, you was a graph writer. I know you be doodling doing the ASE throwies when you're I bored still, on the paper. I still do those throw ups. Um I especially do them in the um after I take a shower and the and the and the mirrors off. <laughs> yeah, yo, mirror graffiti, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah. I do those all I do those all the time. Yo, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you was to get like ten little canvases and just do a throw up on each of them shits and put them up, you know them shits will be going like that, right? Like hotcakes. I mean, I would do it for fun. I would do yeah. it. You need to, bro. I'm I'm telling you because I want to buy one. <laughs> I need one for my collection. You take, you know, the little bullshit canvas, a fucking pack of ten of them. That shit is like eight bucks or six bucks. Yeah. Black marker, nice. The nice ASC throwy boom, catch it, you know. Yeah. And yo, just put them shits up on your IG. However, however, whatever you want to sell them for, them shits will be gone like that. And before you do it, if you do, please DM me because I want dibs on one of them, please. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I like the idea, though. Nah, that's a fact because the graph is just so highly sought after right now. And you as a legendary um, hip hop head plus graph, you know, running with Louie and, and doing your thing like it, it, you're you're up there on the ladder that you don't even know. Like, I'm trying to put you on, bro. You can make bread easily like people. I, I want one. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. I'm I'm I'm. I'm Listen, I would love to do. It. I didn't think anybody cared like that, so that's why you know we never never entered. No, no, well, I'm guarantee you. If you Josh hit, five, if you I, hit, if IG Josh Five just asks, "What's your IG?" Like, yo, Josh, his his just type in Master Ace, it'll come up. Boom, Master with a check. Master Ace picks. Yeah, Master Ace picks. Yo, these are he'll help you. Josh Five is an artist. He sells shit like that. Like, okay. bro, it's easy as cake. 
Please, I want one, Ace. For real, don't get right. me out. I got you, I got you. Word, the graffiti world. Yo, we salute the fuck out of you, my brother. Before we off this, do you want to, like, say anything, get anything off your chest, say, give any shout-outs, what you want to do? Yo, just, um, I definitely want to shout-out to our rock crew, uh, Louis Rule, Side Trad, um, the MOG, Masters of Graffiti out in, in, in Brooklyn, Brownsville. Um... Guys, just the guys that kind of like walk me through it early, early on in the in the, in the graph life. Of course, I got to shout out Temper who who painted that um that album cover for me. But you know, he he allowed me to do a throw up with him and, and when I was in the UK. Like I've done a, I've done a few pieces, I've done a few uh throw ups around the around the world. I got a chance to write a little bit around the world and a few different spots: the United Kingdom, Germany, um, I think the Netherlands also. Um, but yeah, just just opportunities to to do those kinds of things because they're great memories. They're, they're memories that I I'll, I'll keep with me forever. Even even the nights nice, the, the nights that we got chased and you know and and almost got caught. Like those those are, those are still memories for me because nothing bad happened. Everybody's safe. Nobody got hurt. Um, and we all made it home. Absolutely, man. What, what? What what do you think is your? Let me ask you another question. What what's your favorite your favorite um body of work that you ever put out? My favorite body of work is Disposable Art. It came. It's my album. It came out in two thousand and one. It was after a five year hiatus where I pretty much was done with music. I wasn't going to do another album. I was really, I was kind of just finished with it. I was done with it. I was disenchanted with the game, and I wanted to move on and and produce or. You know, get a job at a label, and then the opportunity presented itself. Um, shout out to my man Filthy Rich and DJ Rob for for putting the battery in my back and giving me, making me think that I could do another record. And I went in the studio and I I put together the the, the album of my dreams, the album that I always wanted to do without any feedback from any record label execs. You know. I, it, I just kept thinking about, you know, Warner Brothers and Benny Medina forcing me to put out me in the biz. And I was like, I'm never going through that again. I'm going to always do what I want to do. And so that was that was that opportunity to finally just do straight up what I wanted to do. Um, shout out to my EMC brothers, uh, Strickland, Wordsworth, you know what I'm saying? Um, Power Malu from the Lower East Side. Marco Polo, me and him is in the studio working on a new project that's coming Soon we got twelve songs re already done. We're gonna be working on a few more, but that's coming soon. So look out for that. Yo, we just want to say thank you for coming on. It's, it was an honor talking to you. Um, people don't know how other people perceive them because you are who you are. But I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The graph world, we salute you, Ace. You already know the hip hop world. You a super goat. That was motherfucking Graph Champs episode 12, Master Ace, a.k.a. ASC Hard Rocks, yo. 